Hey friends, you're listening to Go Home Baba, You're Drunk, an irreverent media podcast. First Corinthians warned you about the women with a loud mouth, and this podcast is just that. Here at the Speaking in Church podcast, we talk all about the regular people and the things that regularly happen to them in the evangelical church. It's a podcast about change, it's a podcast about seeking moral high ground, and it's a podcast for people who are just trying to deconstruct on the safe side. You can listen wherever you get your podcast, and if you want to be a guest, yes, you, regular person, you can be a guest on the Speaking in Church podcast. If you want to come on, just let us know. everybody welcome to go home bible you're drunk the podcast where a couple of no longer evangelicals dust off their bibles and look at all the weird stuff that's in there because it's just really freaking weird i'm tori i was homeschooled you know so full-time culture warrior nonsense thanks to people like you know james dobson those guys and um now I'm not that. I did not I did not grow up to be like a full-time baby making anti-choice MAGA person, which was which was the goal. I somehow escaped my fate, thankfully. Maybe God is real. I also have a co-host. Yes. I, I um I was also programmed to be a baby baby not baby making. I wouldn't make the babies. <laughs> I'm just no. I would just, you know, I would submit the supplies. But I was supposed to do that. Um, I, I've, I have made a few babies, but um, definitely not going to fill up a 15 passenger van. My quiver is not full and I'm fine with that uh-huh. for sure. I was a pastor as well. I have degrees in biblical studies and whatnot. At one point, I was a passable Greek student <laughs> and know enough Hebrew to be dangerous. Mm-hmm. I know enough white people Hebrew like I just feel like it needs to be said. So much evangelical Hebrew is evangelicals who learned Hebrew from other evangelicals. Oh, God. Yeah, telling that's true. Young evangelicals what the Hebrew means. So be careful out there <laughs> with your Hebrew <laughs> scholars. <laughs> yes, yes, truly. So but we have a podcast this, that you're listening to right now. So thank you for listening. We're going to talk today about it's, it's we usually do a segment called this week in evangelicalism but it ends up it's usually more being... like this week for tori and justin in evangelicalism yeah that's probably accurate it's just what have we what fresh hell have we uncovered uh-huh that we are going to serve up to you and and it seems that a lot of you find that interesting so tori entered a time capsule i uh, did going back to 2020 one maybe yeah yeah it's a 2000 it like it's gonna be like a long 2021. time 2021 <laughs> so you're year or two ago and listen to did you listen to the entirety of mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. um i did i can't remember the name i i kept i was gonna say what's up with mars hill but like i <laughs> the rise and fall of mars hill <laughs> what's, <laughs> what's up with, oh my god 
Amazing. Amazing. Yes, uh, I did. I've also listened to it. A lot of people that listen to our podcast have listened to it as well. And so uh, it took gonna... me a while to get to it, though, because I used to go there and I was there when it imploded. Why didn't they interview you? So for the rise I and fall? was a little I was a little scarred. I think I'm a little too like ex-evangelical deconstruction that world for them because like the podcast is put together by Christianity Today, I think. And yeah, so I think I'm maybe a little too atheisty on that side yeah. of the spectrum now. But you're atheisty because of Mars Hill, partially. So yeah, I feel like that's a relevant story. Yeah, non-zero percent of whatever my atheist e inclinations are. <laughs> yeah, definitely Can- comes from that disaster. Like being, it's like being on the Titanic. Like you survived the Titanic. Like the <laughs> ship went down. And you're like, I'm never getting on a motherfucking boat ever again. Like yeah. hell no, that thing nearly killed me. Do not want. Yeah, not <laughs> crossing the Atlantic again. We do not do oceans. Okay, no. I don't know. That that has multiple meanings. Anyway, um, no. <laughs> yeah, no, I was, I was. It took me a while to kind of like work up the emotional bandwidth i guess margin necessary to like listen to this podcast um it was really well done um and i and i as someone who was like there kind of towards the end and i really appreciated it they talked to a lot of people it's really funny because they talked to a lot of the pastors or a lot of the former pastors and it was really kind of wild the way that they kind of described mark is doing like over over the course of you know 14 15 years like doing this like kind of pretty intense like 180 on like the way that he talked about like church and like church authority and like the structure of everything and um so for me like you know i kind of i started going to marcel in 2009 and 2009 and went to like the main went to like the main campus um where mark usually preached and like so i was involved in like a small group like lots of other people you know my best my best friend went there too and so it was like you know there was sort of this little built-in community that was awesome so i'm not trying to like shit on the whole the whole deal right yeah i I personally know people that went like in early days Mm-hmm. You know, and there's one person in particular, like, I mean, when I talk about early days, I mean, like, like was at Mark Driscoll's house in a small right. group. And we're very much like he saved my life. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He, and that's that I think is the most or one of the more interesting angles is like when what happened? Right. Because I mean, like a lot of the mega churches that have popped up over the years, like those kind of early days stories, you're like, this is actually pretty wholesome. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, we're mm-hmm. we're not really a pro-church podcast, but we're pro-organizations that help people. Yeah. Which sometimes are churches. And, yeah. you know, I think a lot of these would qualify, at least at some point. But then there's this weird, my experience in church planting um, was with someone who I would have, con- I, I did consider a friend. And mm. then it was like, Something has happened here. Yeah. That yeah. has changed this person. 
Um, That's really, yeah, they talk about that in, in, because, you know, Mark Driscoll is hardly the only pastor to have gone down with the ship, although he, he didn't, he, he jumped out, <laughs> let everybody else drown. It's like drowning not on, for he, me. He lit it on fire, grabbed the cash and jumped. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. And so, you know, they, they talk about how lots of other pastors have done this. And it's, and it's, to me, it's like, it's a pretty, it's a pretty clear pattern, right? I, I mean, yeah. I think that like, just in just in this show uh, or just in this podcast alone, I think they mention at least a dozen, maybe twenty pastors who have like really severely fucked up their churches, like gotten like grown like a massive church using like a I don't know capitalist business model, like mm-hmm. to build the kingdom, quote unquote, and then like come to find out they're stealing money or they're abusers or they're like. I don't know, like trying to like running some grifts because that's like, that's what Mark did. They didn't even get into that, which I was kind of, it was like, oh, okay. We're not talking about that. Okay, fine. There was just so much like, that's what's wild to me is like, yeah. there's so much. <laughs> it, it was a lot of content for sure. There, there was not, they didn't, there were no like filler episodes. No, no, there weren't like, there weren't at all. And it was, it, you know, so I guess I'm, I was at the, point like i said where i had like some some like emotional margin and felt like i could listen to it without having any sort of weird like flashback moments or anything like that but i do think that like there's something to be said about power Mm -hmm. you know and the way that power affects people and i think that this i think this podcast you know at least acknowledged that i mean like it's still an evangelical yeah. outlet putting out an evangelical podcast i think one of the biggest criticisms was that it did kind of pull punches at certain points right simply right because of their their producers like uh-huh. just who's producing the podcast right and who's who's paying for it and i mean i guess that makes sense like you're you're paying for the podcast like you get to say what you want yeah okay fine it did but it did seem for the most part to me as somebody who like lived through that implosion it did seem it did seem pretty it seemed pretty fair i obviously they did they did pull some punches totally you know but i i expected that and it seemed like it seemed like legitimate journalism yeah in a lot of ways like they actually did their research they went they talked to people they like put the whole timeline together and then broke it out in a way that made sense so i really appreciated i really appreciated that about it at least but yeah at the end of the day it was still kind of like Oh, how do we do this differently so that we don't have these young guys like coming up and doing like getting famous just off of their own personal charisma mm-hmm. and then not knowing how to manage that? Yeah. And it's it's funny to me like cuz other when other people like lots of people get famous and then like implode. Okay? So that's like not that's not that's not a church thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a church specific thing, I don't think. But like lots of people, if if it's like over 10, 15, 20 years of like becoming more famous, like some people manage to like keep it together. I guess those are the people that go to therapy, maybe. Yeah. Well, like the other <laughs> Mars Hill with Rob Bell, like mm. like similar stories, similar times. And obviously there are, there are probably plenty of stories of people that weren't treated well at that church as well. But generally speaking... There are not financial scandals. There aren't, you know, and dude got a lot of heat for saying that, like, 
God loves people. Yeah. <laughs> Mark and, and Mark Driscoll got a lot of heat for saying God kind of hates women a little bit. Yeah. Just a little and bit. And I do too. <laughs> God loves me a man more than right, any right. any any woman on any given day. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 For so. sure. But no, it is it is pretty wild. And like I I mean, I definitely remember being at that. I don't really remember being like at church and kind of going oh this is not a this is not a dude i would want to spend time with Mm. like like spend time around like this is you could just by the time i got there i feel like you could kind of tell and but there was so much other stuff going on right like there's that's like he was the preaching pastor quote unquote right so it's like you are you have there's already like a campus pastor and you're you know small group leader and whatever other things you're involved in in church yeah you can kind of be involved at a pretty high level and somewhat ignore the sunday yeah. sermon yeah uh-huh for sure and but yeah i was i was mm, i don't want to say entertained but i i felt some kind of a way listening to listening to this story about the trip to turkey because mark led this like but he took a bunch of people to turkey in 2010 i think like a bunch of people from the church mm-hmm. I believe it's 2010 or 2011 and like went over there with like a whole team, like, like AV team, like in, and all those people from church and um, was like recording sermons and like talking about the history. And it looked really fucking cool. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Like I still want to go to Turkey because he took this trip (laughs) and I'm not a Christian anymore. Like, and I'm still just, I just, I love, I love history. Yeah. And so he was going to like, oh, he was taking people to like all these ruins and then like recording, he was recording sermons like in those spaces, like the whole with, you know, everything set up, like lighting, camera, mic, whole, whole bit and like preaching through millions of dollars, I'm sure. Um, You know, I don't, I don't know precisely like how that shook out, but like what was really funny was that like they, so people, the people who were basically doing all of the recording um, all the video recording, all the audio, having to edit everything. Like the whole the whole team is like being run ragged the well, entire sure. time. Yeah. Because he like wants stuff the next fucking morning. He like yeah. wants stuff. And so they're just like, what the fuck? And anyway, so there's a story in there about how like the first the first day, <laughs> I think it was the first day. They're like all just completely wiped. It was like an 18 hour day, maybe longer. And they're like on the bus. They like pull up at this like huge resort, like probably the way they described it, probably thousands of dollars a night resort. And they were like, oh my God, like this is so cool. There's like every spot has its own swimming pool with a slide. Like this is awesome. And anyway, Mark stands up and he's like, okay, guys, this is where I'm getting off. And he takes his family and like leaves. <laughs> and they have to go this so they had to go like they got taken downtown to like this hotel that was full of mold oh god like it wasn't even like it wasn't even like basic decency like it was below that oh god and i was just like this is like oh, this is fucking incredible this is so typical right is there's there's this idea of like well i get to have i get to have nice things because i'm yeah. special you know yeah i think the preachers and sneakers account kind of touched on that a little bit too where it was just like well i could you know i can spend a thousand dollars on a belt 
because you know the gospel or something because god's blessed me so i guess the trip cost millions of dollars for mark driscoll (laughs) yeah exactly everybody else is like scraping by yeah oh man and yeah shitty motels are they're bad anywhere but Mm -hmm. yeah you can get some pretty bad ones so and to me it's like when you get to a point where you can't see that that you're being shitty right like it's time to pack it in as a religious leader Uh uh-huh like that's i mean i can see a celebrity being like yeah the crew whatever but you know especially because you want it next day are you gonna watch it like you're gonna watch yourself like what like what why why does it anyway that's yeah 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 so yeah it's it's a well done series uh I think if anyone's interested in just kind of like a it's almost like a true crime <laughs> like you know like like there's no murder but it's just like it's just a oh Justin you just created an entirely new genre of podcast in my head like <laughs> literally all of these how these churches get murdered like yeah how to murder a church yeah oh my gosh Oh, oh my man. gosh, you've just broken my brain. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that that could be a spinoff. Somebody please make this. Yes. Yeah, to catch a killer of a church. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, Mark just will definitely kill that church. Like there's not a like, Wait, there's there's no question on that one. This isn't some Carol Baskins, like uh-huh, we've decided. Like... No, he did. He did. <laughs> you did the thing. We saw you do the thing. Oh man. Yeah, I don't know. If there's much to say other than just, I mean, if someone's interested, watch, you know, listen to it. But yeah, if you're yeah. not, like, we just gave you what it was about. Brief overview. You don't have to traumatize yourself if that's something that sounds yeah. yucky to you. Yeah, it was listening to it for me was it wasn't necessarily traumatizing. It was just more like I think because I've been on the inside of churches enough, and I've been on the inside of church plants, plants, and I. I knew enough church planters that came up under that kind of Mark Driscoll style mm-hmm. that it was it was hard for me to listen to because mm. it was just like, yeah. yeah, I'm watching how my friends got fucked up like and people even that I didn't know just that I met them like I, I just church. Pl- if a church planner comes to me with any kind of embroidery on their jeans or any kind of like, you know, that kind of like Mark Driscoll style, I'm like, yep, nope, sorry. If you look, if you look like you bought those from Zoomez or whatever, wherever the Zoomie is, wherever that mall Zoomies. store is, Zoomies, yes. well, I don't know. I can't pronounce things. I just read them. Uh, like, yeah, sorry. Nope. Sorry. Uh-huh. Uh, red flag. Red flag for sure. You look like you have that, you know, five o'clock shadow perpetually forever. Like you cut it that way. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Nope. Just please stop. So, all right. I think we're just going to take a break then for some capitalism. And then we're going to talk about Onan and his, his issues. We're going to diagnose Onan. Oh boy. Okay. Yes. Right. Love it. All right. We'll be back. First Corinthians warned you about the women with a loud mouth, and this podcast is just that. Here at the Speaking in Church podcast, we talk all about the regular people and the things that regularly happen to them in the evangelical church. 
It's a podcast about change. It's a podcast about seeking moral high ground. And it's a podcast for people who are just trying to deconstruct on the safe side. You can listen wherever you get your podcast. And if you want to be a guest, yes, you, regular person, you can be a guest on the Speaking in Church podcast. If you want to come on, just let us know. Hey, everybody. Thanks for that capitalism break. Appreciate you tuning in and listening to the ad. I hope it was I hope it was helpful for you. I I will actually say sorry. Quick pause. Sometimes the algorithm serves us up things that are amusing. And I we've talked before about how I get served up dating ads on Hulu. And I don't know why. I maybe it's the time of day I watch. Um, they just think that man's sad and that man's single. <laughs> um, but on repeat. Every commercial break on Hulu, like last week, I was getting ads for a a black only dating app. I don't know. I'm not going to name it. They're not paying me. But, you know, and I, I, I don't know how to take it, but I feel like I've transcended some kind of algorithmic anti-racist. Like the, the algorithm no longer sees me as a white man. <laughs> and I, I'm fine with that. That's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. No. Take it. I'm just take gonna it take, as a win. I'm Why take not? the win. Yeah. And take the win. When the algorithm starts serving you stuff that's not your culture. Occasionally I do get a Spanish ad too um, mm-hmm. on Hulu. Maybe Hulu's just fucked. I don't know. But No, 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 no. I think that's I think that that's 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 totally I think that's totally accurate. Cause I've been getting I've been getting a lot more Spanish language ads as well. Like because I've been trying to learn Spanish and so I spend a lot of time Googling. Spanish terms. Yeah. Oh, she she definitely speaks Spanish for sure. Right. I'm like, okay, what whatever, guys, whatever. Amazing. So so whatever ad you got, I hope it added value to your life in some way. <laughs> Even if it's a product you'll never actually buy or use. I hope it blessed you. Yeah. Gave you an amusing story. So if you don't want to see ads though, if you're like, I know who I am, I don't need an algorithm to tell me who I am. Uh, you can just support us on patreon uh, patreon.com slash go home bible you can pledge a number of tiers the lowest tier gets you into our discord uh, higher tiers get you other things one the most popular tier is our youth pastor tier which gets you a life verse from the lord mediated to you by your anointed leaders tori and justin uh, as part of the second church of the drunken bible and so we have a patron uh this week so Jordan is one of our new youth pastors, and I'm going to read from the Holy Writ. Hopefully you can hear me opening an actual Bible, leather bound even. Like, this is a, this is a legit Bible. I mean, if it's not, if it's not in faux leather, I, I hesitate to say it's probably, it's probably not even God's word. Um, just saying. All right. Yeah. So Jordan, this is this is your verse. Uh, Going to close my eyes, just kind of randomly. Okay. Here we go. Isaiah forty nine, verse seventeen. Your children hasten back, and those who laid you waste depart from you. There you go. Whoever has, so whoever has laid you waste, they depart from you. I'm down with that. I'll take it. I'll take it. That's a win. So take the win, Jordan. Thank you so much for your support and all of our patrons and and all of our listeners as well that share the podcast and are active on social media and 
It's great. You can follow us at Go Home Bible. Really appreciate you. Uh, one thing we do have coming up in April is our patron, not patron. I keep saying patron, just the listener hangout. If you listen, if you if you are hearing this now, you are invited to hang out with us in Washington, D.C. There will be a link in the show notes, just kind of like an interest. Uh, we're gauging interest, gauging number of people and things like that. I also have just a little, not an itinerary. This is just, it's a hangout, folks. We're hanging out. We're going to pal around Washington, D.C. for a day. It's going to be a good time. Um, so uh, you can sign up there. We'll also have it on the socials as well. Uh, we'll blast it out on the socials. Uh, so you can check it out and we can just gauge kind of what we're, if there's going to be three of you or 300 of you that, that changes, changes our plans. So, but thank you again so much for all that you do. And now we're going to, we're going to talk about Onan. Another one that I'm like, Onan, Onan, I'm going to say Onan. I think I'm going to just, I'm going to say every time we make a dick joke, take a drink. That'll be their drinking game. Cause I feel like, like I feel like they're I feel like they're gonna happen. I don't have any scripted dick jokes right now, but I have a feeling they're gonna come. There, there's there's your first one. Oh my god! So, all and right, if you're not drinking, all right, this is this is how we're doing it. Okay. How is there any other way to do this story? No, I guess not. It's like it's 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 upsetting to me because. As a story, it's probably one of the more harmful, absolutely, like stories in scripture in terms of like its application, yes. and it's also like funny as fuck. Like I'm sorry, <laughs> it's just really funny, and like the Lord is having a time, right? Mm-hmm. Like I don't know what happened. Forgot to take his meds. Like the Lord is just like off his rocker for a little while. Yeah, <laughs> and, and also it's like somehow a bunch of religious fanatics managed to like use this and make it one of the most harmful passages in the entirety of scripture. Yes. Yeah. And it, it's weird where even it's located because it's in Genesis chapter 38. All the brothers have just thrown Joseph in a well and sold him into slavery. And then it's just like pause on Joseph's life for a second. We have to, we have to see what the fuck's going on over here. We got we to gotta write this down. Yes. Because it starts like, at that time. So about the time that Joseph was getting sold by his brothers into slavery, this story happens. Ish happens, yeah. His older brother. Yeah. Judah. Yeah. Yeah. Well, first of all, like, sinned, I think, like, broke something, something, married a Canaanite woman, yeah. Shua. Shua. Hey. A woman with a name. I like you know, it. a named woman. It's a big deal. A big deal. Yeah. Anyway, my translation so, said he married her and made love to her, which that yeah. seems kind. Like it, it does, but I feel like I don't, I don't know. Judah's probably pretty bad at sex. Let's just say it. <laughs> <laughs> he managed to put the thing in the right hole. Like that's that's really he, all that I think. He says here. he made love to her. <laughs> right. Actually, we don't really have her opinion on what happened. I suppose so. Actually, I just I just uh, switched translations and it said he acquired her as a wife and slept with her. Very different. So, yeah, that mm, sounds ew. more okay. accurate. <laughs> Given the time. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. So anyway, she 
she has three sons. Mm-hmm. Judah manages to like have three sons, which is, you know, a good thing back then. That was seen as a really good thing, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Until again, Gad forgets to take his Zoloft and goes into like a depressive rage. And so that's kind of what happens next, right? So Judah's sons, Ur and Onan are the first two. And then Sheila? Yeah. I, don't, I don't know how to pronounce that. It looks like Sheila to me. Sheila, it looks like Sheila to me. So anyway, Ur grows up. Judah's like, hey, got to get this kid a wife. So he gets a wife for Ur named Tamar. Verse 7 says, but Ur, Judah's firstborn, because, you know, we didn't know that already was wicked in the lord's sight so the lord put him to death we don't know what he did deets yeah got nothing got nothing so you could just i mean he was he was he was fucking around and found out apparently like that's just god is having a hard time god this is this is the wickedness i can't i can't i don't have any tolerance for it and it's very clear that the lord killed him it's not like he slipped the lord put him to death the Lord is doing the executions. He didn't this, have a chapter. Zipporah to chase the Lord away. Apparently not. Episode two. Um. <laughs> so then Judah says to his second son, Onan, go and sleep with your brother's wife and fulfill your duty to her as your brother-in-law to raise up offspring for your brother. This is sounds really weird and creepy and it is kind of weird and creepy. It was also a way, uh, it was also like a, that's how social safety nets ish worked back then because um he had to have a kid yeah he had to have a son preferably a male kid yes (laughs) yeah so that someone would take care of you when you were old there was a way around this but you had to like basically it amounted to you going to like a public place and saying i'm an asshole for not taking care of this woman right so i'm you had to announce not gonna take care of her because i'm terrible like you it, it was like a shameful thing to not do this shameful thing you know because it like it is a social safety net it was a way to take care of some for someone to make to make sure that someone was taken care of i'm glad we've evolved to at least think that you know maybe you could just take care of them not get them pregnant not <laughs> with a son um you know progress but such as the times were keeping that in mind this was a better than nothing ideal i suppose i don't know how to describe it other than just yeah it's awful, yeah i mean but there's worse better than being better than being destitute in the desert yeah, i suppose as an old is a very old person yeah. who can't get around very well so onan just did the duty and, and that's that or what happened yeah yeah so apparently onan was like he was he was worried about i don't know his levels or something. He knew that the child wouldn't be his. So it says whenever he slept with his brother's wife. So apparently this happened many times. <laughs> oh my God. I, as a kid, our, like my, my memory is that this happened once, but then it's like, right. I, and then like, God's like, not shoots him down, like knocks him dead immediately. No, That's not what happened. This happened several God times. Gives him, God gives him apparently some chances. NIV said he spilled his semen on the ground to keep from providing offspring for his brother. I mean, this is sort of a like you had one job situation. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not like there's a limited supply of sperm generally for most he people. He was practicing retention or whatever. No, he wasn't. Never mind. Sorry. <laughs> no, he wasn't. He still I wasn't know, doing apparently that. Apparently, I know so little about retention. 
I'm like <laughs> spilling well, it on the floor. Not an expert. Not an expert. No. no um, I, am, I am woefully unschooled in retention. Right, right. But this like this kind of goes back to the idea that like ostensibly a man could get like a woman pregnant every single day of the year. So I don't know what exactly he's so concerned about that it's like, well, the kid's going to be my, my brother's kid. Well, he would then in like the kid to... would inherit the firstborn's share of Judah's inheritance. Okay. So basically by giving Tamar a kid, Onan is cheating himself out of money, property, privilege status. Seems like a real shitty system. Seems like a real shitty way to do things. Yeah. Not gonna lie. I think it would really only work if like the second born kid died first and then like the first born kid <laughs> took yeah. on the wife. Yes. Then like it might be an okay deal, but you might shake out when the oh my God. oldest dies first, which is what tends to happen. It yeah, it creates issues. Chaos creates ensues. Yeah. It's almost as if this was thought through by men that wanted to sleep with their brothers' wives. And not people that were actually thought about the legal implications of the system. Like wives were hard to come by back then. Yeah. I don't know if that's I don't think that's true, but who fucking knows? Yeah. Onan seemed to not have a problem coming by his wife, beside the wife. But he fucked up. Yeah. Apparently what he did was wicked in the Lord's sight. So the Lord puts Onan to death also. Mm. And uh yikes. So apparently we're supposed to take this passage to mean pulling out is immoral. Yeah. Or if you want to just like make it about your own personal bugaboo, masturbation is deplorable. Spilling your seed on the ground. Yeah. It seems pretty obvious to me that the crime was not getting your brother's wife pregnant. (laughs) Right. When it was in your power to do so. Yeah. Not pulling out. That's not the issue. Because apparently he pulled out multiple times. That wasn't the problem, is that he had no intention of not pulling out. Which, I mean, people that practice the pull-out method are called parents. Like, that's so it's really not that effective. So Onan's just not very smart uh-huh. for the time. <laughs> or, for, yeah, for the time, for now, what I, he's just, he just seemed like the smartest dude. Yeah. Obviously not the smartest dude for now, but even, like, for the time, buddy. Right. Like, I mean, in fairness... He had no way of knowing that God was going to come. That's true. God was going to come murder him. Because God had not announced this. God just shows up one day. Yeah. After he's done this several times. Yeah. He's like, excuse me, buddy. You got to die now. <laughs> like, I imagine Onan, like, he knows it's kind of wrong. So he's, like, looking around after the first time. Like, oh, well, I guess I'm good. Right. Cool. Cool. We'll just, we'll just keep this pretense up for a while. Yeah. Nobody will know no, the difference. Eight times, apparently, was too many. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> There's a limit to how many times you can fuck around. Judah, kind of comically to me, is like, uh, yikes. So this Tamar person, apparently a black widow. Wait, what's it called? Yeah, black widow. When a like black a widow. wife, yeah. black widow. Maybe. It's like, yeah, when a wife is like murdering multiple husbands in a row, and he's like, uh, you should probably get out of here. Go go live with your dad until my other kid grows up, because he might also die. You know, my third son. Mm-hmm. Don't really want don't really want God to kill him dead, so um, I'm going to send Tamar away. And uh, Which is like, it's so weird that like, okay, go live with your dad until my son is old enough to do the thing that my first two sons could not do. 
maybe Ur was also mm. pulling out. Who knows? I mean, just it all it's just vague. Both of them died because they did something evil in the Lord's sight. I don't know. Maybe it's a family thing. I, yeah, maybe so. Also realized that um Drita's wife was not named. Her dad was named. And I was just not paying attention. Shua was his father's name, not his wife's oh, name. Well. So retracting our previous statement, the Bible sucks. So Tamar went and lived in her father's house, but uh, Tamar wasn't done. Obviously, these guys weren't really doing it for her, which is fair. Fair. I feel like it's probably safe to say, other than maybe David and a couple of other people, most of the men in the Bible were terrible at sex. Mm, I feel like that's... Mm-hmm. That seems safe to say. Yeah, you know. Anyway, so Tamar... I'm not gonna she's like i'm not gonna do this i'm gonna i'm gonna go up the ladder here mm-hmm, i'm gonna go straight mm-hmm. to judah apparently he knows how to get people pregnant <laughs> <laughs> so uh so what did she do uh, well so basically what happens was tamar realizes okay sheila youngest son of judah has grown up is now old enough to knock me up and for some reason, like, I'm still not his wife. And obviously, like, it. well, the Bible says, implies, whatever, that, you know, Judah didn't really want his youngest son to die. So he didn't want to give his youngest son to Tamar, mm-hmm. which is kind of valid, I guess. But Tamar was like, no, I'm not having any of this bullshit. Like, you, you owe me. And so anyway, Tamar hears that her father-in-law ish is he still her father-in-law yeah. uh was was uh on his way to town and he's lonely and because because his wife just died. his wife the daughter of shua sadly has passed, has away. passed away and uh anyway so she took off her widow's clothes covered herself with a veil to disguise herself and sat at the entrance of i don't know the town yeah Enam, Enam, whatever, on the side of the road to Timna. And Judah sees her, thinks that she's a prostitute because apparently sex workers back then covered their faces. I don't know. And uh this is this is very this is very Jacoby, not realizing that she was his daughter-in-law, went over to her by the roadside and said, Come now, let me sleep with you. <laughs> Again, it's like these men are not paying much attention, I think, is what is really happening yeah. here. Or people have poor vision. Maybe they just can't see. Maybe that's the problem. Could be. Not a lot of, not a lot of carrots, I guess. And not Yeah. There's not much vitamin A yeah. in a ancient Near East. And uh so Tamar's like, okay, well, what's what are you gonna give me? How much are you gonna pay me? And he goes, I'll send you a young goat from my flock. Seems like a fair trade to me. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> someone not in the situation. And uh, she's like, okay, but you got to give me something to like prove that you're going to send me this goat. Like, I'm not just going to trust you. And so you don't have any, you like, don't okay, have any what do goats you... on you. There's no cash. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I need some collateral here. Yeah. So he's like, okay, what do you want? And she's like, I want your seal and its cord and the staff in your hand. Don't know what the seal and cord are. Mm-hmm. Justin probably does know because I think he knows more Bible stuff. I think it's just really his like his his the official like Judah was here. Mark like this is this is his like. It's just kind of like she took his wallet. Yeah, she took his credit card. 
you know, or his driver's license or something until such time as, you know, she could get her goat. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. And so, yeah, then whatever. Tamar gets pregnant from this encounter and she just pieces out. She just leaves. She takes off the veil, puts her widow, widow's clothes back on again. Judah doesn't want to be seen paying this person. So he uh, sends his friend with the goat. <laughs> It's like go find go find the prostitute that's sitting outside of town, and his friend is like, "There's, there's no one here." Yeah. <laughs> like, where is where is oh. the cult prostitute? I had to try to make it a religious thing. <laughs> right, right. Oh my god! So his his buddy comes back, a Dulamite comes back to Judah, and he's like, "I didn't find this person," and the men who do live there said there is not a sex worker around who like hangs out here. And so apparently Judah says to himself, let her keep what she has or we will become a laughing stock. After all, I did send her this young goat, but you couldn't find her. We we tried to pay for this for the sex work. <laughs> right. We tried to We're pay. not that uh-huh. guy. And, <laughs> and uh yeah, so three months later, unfortunately, Judah is told, Your daughter-in-law, Tamar, is guilty of prostitution. And as a result, she is now pregnant. And Judah loses his goddamn mind and is like, We're gonna light this witch on fire. Anyway, so apparently she's like fucking being pulled out of whatever her tent, and she sends a message to Judah send somebody to judah to say hey uh the person who got me pregnant owns these things see if you recognize who seal and cord and staff they which are which is a baller move like absolutely yeah. absolutely so judah obviously is like oh yeah that's my shit he probably probably other people were also like oh that's judah shit yeah he was he wasn't like alone like that's like most right, of exactly. these people did not travel alone like so so judah's like oh well <laughs> I guess he win. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Bible says Judah said uh, she is more righteous than I, since I wouldn't give her to my son Sheila, and he did not sleep with her again. Which is and... that's in the Bible, by the way. Like the sex worker was more righteous than the patriarch, and yeah, and it says he was not physically intimate with her again. Just probably again a deal for Tamar, right? <laughs> Seems like a win. Yeah. Anyway, she uh, she has twins. Hmm. Perez and Zara. And um, yeah, that's that's the story. And, you know, eventually, you know, she and her descendants end up in the line of David and the line of Jesus. So, you know, it's not like, I mean, she gets a name because because of, you know, who her yeah. descendants were. I also think it's funny that they had twins, but like the one that came out, they like tied a string around its arm. So like well, this is the one that came out first. This is the firstborn. Well, I think it just I think it's, you know, just one of them stuck a hand out and they're like, "Oh, this is the first baby." And then it pulls its hand back in. Yeah. This sounds incredibly painful. Yeah, if, if by the baby's way. coming well, out hand first, there's something wrong. Uh-huh. Yeah. For those of you that maybe don't know. <laughs> I realize if you're a former evangelical, especially if you're a man, your sex education was not good. So I'm just here to tell you, baby's coming out hand first. That's a medical emergency. Do you not want this? No. Never, never. Yeah. So, whew. So are they horrific on um, on a lot of levels, mm-hmm. but also like kind of funny 
but also like fucking sticking it to the man as well. Yeah. Yeah. No notes. I like this. <laughs> like, In terms of storytelling, it's really good. Yeah. Like I would want to uh, see this movie kind of maybe maybe not a movie. Not a movie. I don't yeah. I don't need a movie. Mm, I don't know. Don't need a movie. This is this? good drama, I guess. Yes, that's what we're trying. That's what, that's we're, what trying we're trying to say. to say. The funny thing is, it's like, yeah, I mean, we would like turn to this as evangelical kids and like he 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 jerked off and come on the ground. Like it was like, I guess jerking off's bad. Like that leap Isn't, doesn't yeah. make any sense to me mm. now. It holds no water. You know, but then it's like like but the Lord killed him. You know, so you're like, mm-hmm. man, if you're a, if you're mm-hmm. invested in keeping boys from jerking off, like tell them that the Lord is a good story. killed a man for jerking off. That's that's a way to do that. But like, here's the thing, like literally not what happened, like, but sure. But if if evangelicals are going to be all I was actually I've had this conversation with somebody this week. If evangelicals are going to be all sex negative and you got to wait, you got to wait, you know, and just fine. If you want to be that way, fine. But like, they've got to back off on masturbation. <laughs> Something has to give. <laughs> I think if you just open that floodgate, you'd probably have a lot more virgins getting married. I think. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Okay. maybe. I don't know. Who knows? Who can say? It's not really a social <laughs> experiment I want to engage in. It's just more like, uh-huh. you got to give something. You know? And and if this is your verse that says like jerking off's bad, no, no it's it's that's not. not that's it not says. what it says. That's not what happened here. So, oh my god! Is that is that the, what is that the basically the message that you got out of this as a as a? I don't know. My mom was weird. Like she didn't think she didn't think masturbation was wrong if you had a dick. So oh, I don't know. That was very strange. It's a very specific theological stance to take. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I um I don't know. I gotta be honest. I'm not really sure. Sorry, can you back up a second? How really, does this conversation really happen? Okay. Like like well, you and your brothers she, and sisters okay, are sitting so she, down and you read and you say, Hey, you, you boys can jerk off, but you girls can't. Like, how does this how does this how does this information get relayed to you? So what happened was no, um <laughs> my my mom uh she was like, Well, the Bible doesn't say anything about masturbation and you know, boys kind of need to like let off steam sometimes. So mm. I think that like as long as you're thinking about nothing, yeah, it's okay to jerk off if you are a dude. And yeah, but she always gave me a hard time. I don't like my- this is this is so fucking embarrassing. I can't believe I'm admitting this. I don't like my hands flopping around when I am sleeping. So I like. I would like tuck my like tuck my hands, kind of my fingers into like my PJ pants, like not even into my underwear when I fall asleep because I just didn't like I don't like my arms flopping around. I don't I guess I want to be in a burrito. It's fair. It's fair. I don't know. I mean, just for context, like I did sleep for years. I slept on top of my comforter and I just pull my comforter over on top of me. So it's basically like a sleeping bag without a zipper. So I just like to be kind of all together to be bundled in. Uh. Yeah, yeah, I really do. I, you know, I, I tuck, I tuck my top sheet. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. It's just this is how I am. But my mom would always give me a heart. Like she'd always like accuse me of of masturbating. It's like 
I'm 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 not and you're dumb. Like that's not what's happening here. I just like to have my hands close to my body and I don't have a straight jacket. So this is what has happened. Yeah, and it was in, you know, my mom was my mom was like she also said all kinds of, of weird things about sex, which many of which I have mentioned on this program. Yes. So I don't feel the need to repeat them. But yeah, essentially like women enjoying sex was something that my mom didn't think was terribly common, normal to be expected unless you were a virgin when you got married, which is a fucking joke. First of all, because virginity is a social construct. Secondly, because having no knowledge of your body does not make for a good time. Hence, hence, hence my PSA about many of us <laughs> did not have adequate sex, sex education right, at all. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So that's kind of how that, sh- that shook out for me. And it was, you know, we, we, I, yeah, my mom was very kind of independent in terms of like theology. Like she, she said all of the like stuff about submission and, and whatnot, but like didn't really actually practice or preach it very much Mm -hmm. you know well when not like at home like not in public and um yeah so this this story was never used that way i wasn't taught anything about birth control because i wasn't ever going to need it so this wasn't taught as like a pulling out as a form of birth control is evil it wasn't really taught like that at all it was more in in our house at least it was very yeah like this is a specific story about a specific dude that didn't do what God wanted him to do. And so God put a cap in his ass. Like that's, that's like, as far as it went for me, did you, were you taught this at all? Yeah, it was, it was more just, yeah. For, as far as this passage is concerned, the, it was, yeah, just kind of like, don't masturbate. Like okay. just, that was the, that was the, you know, the it's, you know, different Christian apologists have taken different views over time. Mm, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like what was the sin was it the interrupting of the sex or was it the spilling of the semen on the ground like what which was the what was the sin here uh, which right. again is it's this is where like all this christian theology is just bullshit because it's like you it, the text tells you what the sin was like right it's not uh-huh. it's not difficult uh-huh. There is actually, I just saw like an early Jewish view. I just kind of looking through stuff like, like this is kind of where the idea of the death penalty started like becoming a little more man. Cause I think this is maybe the first time in scripture, the Lord just straight up kills somebody. So, and also liking the shedding of semen in vain to the same sin as like the shedding of blood. Like, like they're the same, mm. but the same, you get the same penalty. I'm not saying this is right. I'm just saying this is what some people have huh. kind of said uh, that would be a interpretation. Totally. Okay. Well, it's interesting. I mean, I like, I don't really fuck with semen that way, but okay. Yeah. Sure. No, but really when it comes down to it, there's already regulations for like how to take care of ejaculation in the book of Leviticus. Like you're like, you're yeah, like, but that was like, like many rich, years. You're later. like ritually impure for like a half day. Like it's not <laughs> like just, you know, and then of course Christian views come in and they're like, that's when it's like all the, the nitpicking over like what mm. actually was the sin. And then, you know, and then you've got early Christian theologians that are like, well, sex is only for procreation. That's it. Right. <laughs> it's the only reason it exists. And I, I knew people that were like that. 
mm-hmm. big families. And they're like, yep, it's only for procreation. Birth control is evil. You know, family planning is evil. You know, if you're if you're having sex without the intention of getting pregnant, you're sinning. That means after menopause, men are also not allowed to have sex with their wives. Yeah. You know, I for cool. some reason I bet that that isn't practiced. No, no, I can almost guarantee you it is not because they could have a miracle baby like Abraham and Sarah. God, can you imagine? Oh like that, God. that, that little joke, like just came out of my head, like because I know way too much about this shit. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> this is why yep. we do this podcast to like expunge. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> just need somewhere to like dump all of this. Somewhere to go. Yeah. So it, a lot of, a lot of these weird views or kind of these came out of this one weird little passage. Like it's, this is, this is why holy books are can be terrifying Mm, mm -hmm. because it just it gets read over and over again and it's like we have to find the right way to interpret it so you end up with all these people with these very weird views of sex and sexuality and pleasure and what to do with your dick and it's like guys he was just he was being an ass i will i would do want to read though some of these wonderful protestant views on oh boy you know, okay like, all right i'm emotionally preparing myself so this is john calvin God. all right which sadly this theologian from the 1500s still carries a lot of weight mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he said the voluntary spilling of semen outside of intercourse between a man and a woman is a monstrous thing that's oh that's the word monstrous um, oh my God. deliberately to withdraw from coitus in order the semen may fall on the ground is is double monstrous i can't i can't, <laughs> I can't. this is just it's, uh, okay all right okay john calvin whatever yeah and stressful yeah john wesley kind of the same thing you know any waste of semen is a waste of oh semen my fucking god which, oh my fucking like, god i can't which i mean i'm not gonna get into details but like folks what goes in must come out like <laughs> it's not like it all just gets like it's like it all stays in there bud uh-huh yeah there's a limited amount of real estate it's just at the end of the day it's just physics it's pure physics that's all it is like yeah, cool. these theologians these theologians like we just gotta ice skate uphill here like it's not it's not why you gotta do this to yourselves so it's just weird like christians they, they, they get real weird about sex mm-hmm. i mean that's one thing that has been pretty consistent across time for christians they've pretty much always been weird about sex yeah yeah early christian fathers castrating themselves like, mm-hmm. like it, saying saying that like no one can have sex ever so you know that sect obviously died off rather quickly but mm-hmm. um yeah sex is against the bible which I mean, I think is probably one of those things where it's like, I'm, I don't know, temple sex work taking like a reaction to that way too far. <laughs> like some people have sex to worship, I don't know, Zeus or Aphrodite or whatever, whatever. Yeah. So that means we should never have sex. Yeah, and It's demonic. Yeah, Anything, which is like, how did music get involved? Because music was also involved in pagan worship, but whatever. Like, <laughs> No one it, mm, see mm, if they would have mm, kept mm. temple prostitution, right? 
but not the music. But not the music. <laughs> what a wild world would that be? Uh huh. Oh god, that's amazing. I'd still be a Christian. Hello, would you? <laughs> I go to church every Sunday. No music. Absolutely not. No, no. It's 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 like you can listen to the you can be playing like the sounds of like animals being killed for the sacrifice <laughs> in the background. You can't play music because that's not no. No, that's what the none pagans of that. do. Right. <laughs> Amazing. That's actually that's actually incredible. So anyone out there looking for alternate history novels, novel uh-huh. ideas. Or just a new religion to start. That's freebie, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, you know, we need more of those kinds of religions. Like, consensual, though, not like a weird Nexium thing. Like... Uh-huh. Yes, need more consensual religions. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, yep. So Love it. Yeah, I don't have much else to say. I don't want to cast this film... No, I don't. That's fair. I don't really feel like yeah, casting it. It's a little, a little awkward. It feels awkward. We did decide this should not be filmed. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, no. But it's an interesting story. It's very weird. Don't like how it got used. Yeah, that's a good summary. Thanks everybody for hanging out with us. We've said all the things before about following us at Go Home Bible or Patreon.com slash Go Home Bible. You know. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, if you found this episode funny, interesting, weird, if if you have a friend that like doesn't know much about the Bible, this might be a good one to just, this is what's in there. And this is what folks, this is a freebie. This is a freebie and uh, this is what people do with it. So uh-huh. might be a good time. So have a good week. We'll see you next time. Corinthians warned you about the women with a loud mouth and this podcast is just that. Here at the Speaking in Church podcast we talk all about the regular people and the things that regularly happen to them in the evangelical church. It's a podcast about change, it's a podcast about seeking moral high ground, and it's a podcast for people who are just trying to deconstruct on the safe side. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want to be a guest, yes, you, regular person, you can be a guest on the Speaking in Church podcast. If you want to come on, just let us know.